Dennis, by the time this episode comes out, I will be, unfortunately, sadly for me, please, the outstanding, <laughs> remove your hats, a moment's silence and sympathy for Riley because he is back in the United Kingdom. Um, we're recording this ahead of time because I've got, yes. a, I've got a, a gruelling flight across the world. Uh, this week what is ahead of time to. and uh, we're recording it quite late at night my time and especially mm. considering the big fat intro we just did for the the fine folks at patreon.com slash have a listen to this we are yeah. we are well ahead of schedule yeah 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 so the, pe- the people on patreon will be enjoying this what nearly a week early so get across yeah, yeah. com slash half our history sign up there no, once you have listen to this. if you've still have got some money left obviously go to have a listen to this um but dennis i'm, I'm coming back I'm coming back, heading back to the UK, not looking mm-hmm. forward to that, then going to Denmark, going to Germany. Traveling is, I, I like, I say you and I have traveled probably more than average. By, a, lo- by a very large margin, yes. Well, I mean, we, but we also met people while we were working, because Dennis and I used to travel to large events around the world for, yep. for our, our work, work with uh, Magic the Gathering. Um, but we, like, I've met people who would go on those miles flights. Yeah, but like it. Um, yeah, hanging out with people definitely skews your perception. But the mm. vast majority, well, truthfully, like worldwide, the vast majority of people probably never leave the country they were born in. Yes, true. Um, yeah. and then beyond that, I would say of the remainder, the vast majority of them mm. go abroad once, maybe twice a year to push. And you and yeah. I had a couple of years there. We went well, abroad like eighteen times. <laughs> No, because you're because well, you're also thinking about it from a European standpoint. For for people who live, in, for example, in places like the United States or or, Brazil, or, or continent-sized nations, yeah. massive nations, yeah, they don't like you're saying they go overseas once or twice a year. No, they go on holiday once or twice. Actually, a year. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. I Yeah, you're right. If you live in Kansas, you you, you vacation in Florida or yeah. in or in California yeah. or at yeah. a push Mexico, I suppose. Depending um, on uh, yeah exactly what your what your budget and perspective is on on that that kind of travel, like or whether you own never, a passport. <laughs> my dad, my dad had never left the country until he was in his forties, I think, when we went to Fiji on a family on a family holiday. Yeah, it's pretty, like, but like, Australia is continent sized. Yeah, that's the thing. You can go. I mean, unless you want to go like well. You, you can ski in Australia, but the this mountains are not great. They do have to. Put fake, like literal fake snow. Oh, on we, the have, we, have, we have one of those in Ireland. Yeah, um, yeah it's so unless, like, unless you want to snow on, if you want, unless you want to ski on real snow, you can essentially go anywhere and do anything in Australia. It's that big. Ireland's the total opposite. Nothing in Ireland is more than three or three and a half hours or so at most away from any of anything else at the very yes. most. Yes, and really ninety percent places you'd really want to go are inside of like two hours of each other. Exactly. Um, like if you live in Kerry, you can be like, now what's the furthest I can get away from Kerry? Like you look at the map, it's like, hmm, Derry. Great. I'm skipping. I'm yeah. swapping one letter, and I'm also ending up in Derry. Yeah, exactly. You can you can pop into Northern Ireland, I guess, which is the same, but with a poorer economy for the most part. Hmm. Um, and then and then to go anywhere meaningful to have any kind of actually meaningfully different experience, you need to get on a plane or I suppose a boat. So what did you do for family holidays? Was it all just Croatia? Because that's oh, what I was, I was thinking about talking about. Because some of the, some of the, I mean, I'm going essentially for a holiday for two weeks, and I'm working and working at a big um, Age of Empires tournament sponsored by Red Bull. This episode cool. prou- proudly, proudly unknown and unheard by Red Bull. I've, I, um, I, lo- I love. I always wanted to do that. Just start doing ad reads and hope the money comes later, right? Manifest destiny, right? <laughs> um, no, when we did for. Um, holidays as a kid was weird because my parents fled Yugoslavia fled, fled mm-hmm. Bosnia-Herzegovina during the war mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And much like when the pandemic started here and we were all told to stay inside for t- a couple of weeks until it all blows over, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll live in Ireland for a couple of months and we'll go home. Obviously, they literally never you did never, that. You never told me this. Oh, yeah. Really? They were like, oh, it'll blow over. I, Dennis, I, I did not know that. I thought I thought that because I know you. So your mum came out a couple of months earlier than your dad. And uh, I thought no, they were other like, way, other, other way around. My dad came and visited and then they came together later, basically. But wasn't your mum left here alone with you for a while? Or was that just because your dad was working all the other time? Way around. My mum was, was with me in Croatia. My dad was here. Ah, uh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry. Um, shows how much I listen to you when you're talking. Mm. Um, but I, I thought the whole thing was like, no, 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 we're done. Like, we're, we're not leaving now. We've, we've, we've got a taste for it. The, the rolling green hills of Ireland, we're all about it now. I mean, they do love it now, but I think they had a, and, and, you know, by the time things were safe and things had stabilized, mm-hmm. they built a life here and I was in school yeah. and all this kind of stuff that so they ever did. But I think when they left, I mean, even when they left, you know, Mostar to go to like uh, the parts of Croatia they were in, um, they were very much of the sort of, it was, and it's exactly like COVID, like, you know, oh yeah, it's a blowover for a little bit. And two weeks yes. turns into four weeks, into three months, into two years for us yeah. and for them to the rest of their lives. Um, my, it was weird. My parents draw a lot of um, similarities to the war and when the pandemic happened because they were they were they were so unfazed by it as a result. Um, because they're like, yeah, I've had you know entirely life altering experiences happen to me, and mm. my dad always says, and to this day will always say, uh, you can get used to anything, no matter what's happening. After a couple of weeks, you get used to. It. Yeah, well, I mean, update on the fillings that I got, Dennis. You know, while we're talking about war and pandemics and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, those fillings that I had to deal with, don't even yep. notice them anymore. There you go. You can get used to absolutely anything. Dude, yep. I broke, yep. I, I screwed up my knee. I tore my quad tendon and everything. I never talk about the podcast, actually. I'll put that in my pocket for another time. Um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't walk. Couldn't walk. You know, I, yep. I told you all that. I sent you some grizzly photos and stuff. Yeah. You got used to it. It's, 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 it's almost, it's, 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 a, it's a good portion of the way better now. But um, we just get used to it. You'll play around yeah. it, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. wild. But yeah, so what happened was, you know, by I think the first time I went back, I went and holidays, and the parents was in two thousand and one or so, something like that. Yeah, so nearly so, ten years after they fled. Yeah, exactly. And all they did was go back to Mostar and visit their old friends and see who was still around, see you mm-hmm. know, see who had died, and visit people and stuff like that. For three weeks out of the year, in July, every year for seven or eight years in a row probably until yeah. i was like i am not going anymore i'm yep. not i'm 16 or whatever stop it yeah i had a very similar experience with family holidays at, at mine as well although we didn't go to croatia we went to mita mita but so it was we were going we were going to bosnia dude we weren't even going to croatia <laughs> oh sorry to bosnia yeah right so but it was it was just and it was the same routine oh yeah so the same, same people routine. did the same things every time Oh yeah, exactly, and it's because I think they were flirting with the idea of I don't know whether they had ever pl- if that pl- they were still considering going back or hmm. you know uh, or what. But I was so deathly bored, dude. And it's weird because now I love going back. Now, now that I have some adult yeah. perspective, I've brought a lot of friends and girlfriends and things back, and and like you know, Nikki and I have gone back and we're twice and probably going again. No, three times I suppose. Going again next year for a wedding, all this kind of stuff. Um, I love it, yeah. but. At the time, I was like, God, get me out of here. I remember I bring a PlayStation with me uh, one year. Oh, and I dude. Would, and that was an absolute game changer. I remember because I remember yeah, before course. that, I brought Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and read it cover to cover, cover like six times. Uh, do you know, this is so funny because when I, <clears throat> coming into this episode, I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some of the perspectives and experience I had on family holiday with Dennis, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. see if there's anything there. 
you've just done it for me. Is it exactly like, the same? It is. It is. I mean, my my family didn't flee war torn, you know, meter meter to yeah ethnic and live in Melbourne. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah, they they weren't anything like that. But it's so funny how even like no matter what the origin, no matter the reason behind the destination of family family holiday, no matter we live on opposite corners of the of the planet, but it's still exactly the same experience. I think that's just a unique choose, ask, like eight year old experience, right? Pardon. I think it's just a very eight-year-old experience to have that to do that thing, right? Well, just Get the way that it, the way that it changed over the years as well is exactly mm. the, the exact rhythm that, that happened for me. I have, a, I have a question for you before we before we sort of really compare notes here. How does Nikki feel about visiting your ancestral home? How does she, Nikki feel about visiting the places place that you used to go on 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 your family holiday? She loves it. Okay, well that's where that's where the the similarities fall. Apart. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So we used to go to this place called Mitamita, right? And we used to camp. And we would camp for weeks, right? We'd probably go away for about yeah, three weeks to a month living in tents for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, oh my goodness, I absolutely loved it. Because all you do, ride bikes around, go and find little hidden places in the forests to like um, play on the Game Boy, go and uh, jump in the, the creek in the river, uh, go and get $2 worth of chips at the pub, which just gave you a mountain of chips for that amount of money, right? Like it was it was mm. incredible, right? Like actual proper salad days. Minamita is this beautiful, exquisite little Australian country town nestled in, in a river valley, right? So there's mountains. Uh, I say mountains. The Australian version of mountains. Big hills, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the junction of a river, uh, one called the Minamita River, one called the Snowy Creek, which then becomes the Snowy River. They are very like creative with these names. Minamita is just one name twice, and then they were like, I've been called the same thing. It's fine. Nobody will to know this now. Well, well, I mean, no, that makes sense. The town is called Minamita. The river end, the Minamita River ends in the town. The Minamita so River like River? <laughs> the Minamita River River. Dennis, I, I cannot actually join you in making fun of the uh, name Minamita because I'm reasonably sure it is an indigenous name, so I'm uh, going to leave that enough. one alone. I'm not sure what your, I'm not sure what your uh, position is on um, making fun of Australian Indigenous place names because I don't have any, I don't have any problem making fun of either Irish or Croatian place names. Um, Yeah, that's true. We've both we've gone on Google Maps and had a laugh at both of those nations' uh, place names, but it's different. It Um, is different. I can't really. I don't know why. I don't know how to articulate why it's different. Well, it's different because the indigenous people of Australia are deeply, deeply oppressed. So are the Irish, Irish people. Have yeah. also been deeply, deeply. So oppressed. are like the Boston Irish people, dude. The Irish are an indigenous population that has been deeply, deeply oppressed and dispossessed of its land uh, for more a long, recently long time. than uh, yeah. than indigenous people in Australia as well. Uh, no, I would know that it is it is ongoing here. It, we live on stolen land in this country, so it's uh, you know they don't have their okay. own republic like uh, like the Irish do. That's true. Anyway, um, uh, I think the main difference is that Irish and Bosnian people are white and uh, that's indigenous case, Australians are not. So I think I think it sort of folds into that larger category. Anyway, so Mitamita, beautiful town, picturesque, absolutely gorgeous, Dennis. Mm-hmm. But then as I got older, like just like you, I became so thoroughly disinterested in going, right? Like so I, I just n- nothing, I, you know, I wanted to stay back in Melbourne, see my friends. I had a girlfriend at the time once, so, you know, once I got to like 15, that sort of stuff and being away from her for even a moment mm. was just oh. torturous, Dennis. Dude, I remember sitting in so many Bosnian internet cafes just to go yes. on MSN with my girlfriend back home. Oh my God. Yep. Well, we the didn't people- even have that. There was no internet up there. 
Well, of course, this was back in the in the in the eighties, right? This is back in the two thousand and nothings. <laughs> there was no the minimum was so far away. There was no there was no not only no internet. There was no mobile coverage. There was nothing. Like even if you had a mobile phone, you couldn't make calls. I, I got no one payphone call. Right, I had to use payphone. Pay yeah, an actual payphone. Right. Oh boy, it was it was something else. I remember, but all then of, I had a curse, dude. Every time I went to, every time I went to Bosnia. I would yeah. come home and my girlfriend, when I was a kid, would... And, and this girlfriend's I have when I was, you know, 13, mm. 14. Mm. So we're talking big old true love here, dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was the same with me, you know, as a 15-year-old being absolutely... Oh, when you fall, you fall hard, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, uh, and being away for just a week was, was, oh, it was torture. Anyway, go on. Oh, we always break up right after I got back. One of my girlfriends cheated on me while I was on holidays. I hated it. Yeah. Bad yeah. time. Bad time yeah, for 15-year-old Dennis. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a good test, right? It's a good test of any relationship. Can you spend a, a couple of days or a week or so apart? And if they end up going and, you know, if they go and have dalliances with other people, Dennis, you probably dodged a bullet there. I and definitely so, did. Yeah, <laughs> in and instead you ended, up with a, you ended up with a wife who keeps her teeth in a, in a silver jar at the age of... Just in case. Just in case we need those, yeah. like, baby stem cells, I guess. Um, but then as you exactly what happened with you as I got older older as I got in my 20s I was like oh yeah absolutely abs- mum you're going up to minimum oh absolutely I'll come mm. for sure I'd love that right and it got well, to the point to, where you need time to bake in the nostalgia I guess right I suppose so like you know it's one of those things you know you cook it in the oven as a young kid and then you take it out and you can't eat it yet it's too hot you have to let it cool down right cools down through your, your teenage analogy, years yeah. and then you go back for a slice like oh Mm. This this tastes just as good as I remember when I was a kid, you know. There also the, there's also a weird defensive thing where like for, and uh, the, a, way, a very common thing for this is like it's okay for me to make fun of where I come from. It's okay for me to make fun of my family, but yeah. you can't make fun of my family, even if I agree, even if you'd be saying exactly the same stuff. Yeah, I would yeah, be saying like, it's different, and all the stuff I would complain about as a kid as being boring or trite mm. or too hot, mm. I'd be like, guys, you got to check this out. It's great, yeah. and I'm like, and I can hear. Eight-year-old Dennis in my brain being like, "What are you talking about? We hated this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the experience I had going back because I took Megan uh, when when yeah. we first came to Australia. I didn't go on a family holiday. We were driving up to uh, to meet some friends at a folk festival, and we stayed for a couple of nights in Mitter. Got the tent, took the you know went to the caravan park that we used to stay, at, all that sort of stuff. Right, set up the tent. And I was like, oh, I'm going to show you everything. I'm going to show you all the stuff that there is in Mitter. And it took about 10 minutes because Mitter Mitter is tiny and actually not that nice. It is just a tiny village in the middle of nowhere with like a shitty creek to swim in and a pub that is now very overpriced. There's just mm-hmm. nothing to do. And Megan was kind of like, is this it? And I was like, no, no, listen, you don't understand. It was like... Oh, you, was, and you, and you, had, you hadn't caught... I was going to say caught on, but you didn't go back where disappointed. You were like, ah, just as I remember it. Well, that's it. And Megan kind of opened my eyes to the fact that it's really not that nice. But because it's so... It, it's it's just hard for me to... It's like when you look at pictures of your parents when they're young. For some reason for me, that image just doesn't stick because I always just see them as like... Like, I just can't... I can't really conceptualize my mum as a 22-year-old. I know she was at one point. I can see pictures of her, but I was just like, that doesn't... No, no, no. That, that doesn't stick. What's, you know, it's a different person. What's weird to me is that I'm now older than my mum was when they fled Yugoslavia. And I mean, you're younger than my dad was. And do you feel like you'd be equipped to do something like that? I mean, no, but they weren't either. They just had to. They just had to do it. It's yeah. a, it's, it's yeah, a yeah, fully yeah. a needs wants thing. Riley, I'm on the meta.com.au website here, right? Okay. Yeah. There is a things to do section with some with a horrible banner. And these are the things that the lovely people of Minamina have decided to highlight as things to do in their town, right? Oh, oh can I guess? Yes. 
So one is going to be visit the water or the waterhole, have a swim in the waterhole. Uh, is that Snowy Creek? The Snowy Creek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a yeah, swim in the yeah. Snowy Creek. Yeah. It's, 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 it goes on one side, there's a, a lovely park, a sort of the, a, the bank that gently goes down into the creek. And then there's another part that is just a, a sheer cliff, which you can <laughs> scale and climb up and then jump from the cliff into the, uh, into the creek. I, uh, to my greatest shame, have never actually done that. My sister did, uh, which put me and my brother to great A lot of shame, shame yeah. But um, yeah, because she's younger than both of us. By, like she's younger than me by eight years, quite considerably younger than me, and she still absolutely shamed me in that regard. It's like, like the first time my brother beat me in Mario Kart. To be beaten by your younger sibling at something like that, a source of great shame. Um, is another one go to the pub? No. Uh, no. Wow. There- the only the single place to eat out in the town didn't make it onto the things to do <laughs> so, list. <laughs> so it goes Minamina River. It, it mm-hmm. says go rafting on the river. Okay. Yep. Then it says... The second point is just the river has fish in it. It's that's which is oh, oh I yeah, guess. Fish, no fishing. Fishing, fishing is really big up there. Lots of people will come up and they'll they'll because there's um you can go and get like rainbow trout and all sorts. Of yeah, stuff. people would people would come up on fishing holidays to Midamida. Then there's um it's it's weird. It's like there are some walking tracks. There's no links or maps or anything. It's like you you, you can go for a walk, I guess, which is mm-hmm. true of almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. Then there's the mighty Mitta muster. Oh, the Mighty Mitter Muster. Yeah, that was usually in March. We sometimes It appears to be like a wood-chopping, ranching, stockman competition. Honestly, honestly, the Mighty Mitter Muster absolutely ruled. It was so good, right? So it it was was just a um, kind of like all the fun bits from an agricultural show. So it wasn't- Like a rodeo, right? They weren't going. Yeah, yeah. More well, kind of. They were. They they weren't going around putting ribbons on ducks, but there were like sheepdogs trials, sheepdog trials, and there were like there was wood chopping competitions and um, all, all that sort of stuff. Herding sheep and you know just just an agricultural. Horses, it looks like. I don't remember the horses so much. But this yeah, website's probably. almost exclusively photos of horses, dude. This is way up Megan's alley. <laughs> yeah, Megan. Oh, Megan would probably love the Mighty Minamusta. It was indeed. It was a very mighty experience. It was really the Mighty Minamusta. And again, this is not me making fun of the I indigenous name. It's the words Mighty and Muster doing doing the lifting here. The Mighty Minamusta sounds like something I would order at at Burger King, or in your case, Hungry Jacks, I suppose. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But no, so that, the Mighty Minamusta. That was always a good time. Then there's Snowy Creek, which you covered. There's a golf course. Cool. Oh, dude. Can I tell you about the golf course? Mate, yeah. I've got to tell you about this golf course. So the golf course doesn't have a, you know, 24-7 staff of groundskeepers who are there manicuring okay. the lawns, right? So it's it's a, it's a proper it's country golf course. It's <laughs> choppy. It's rough, right? It's covered in leaves and dead branches and stuff. But the green, right, of all the holes isn't grass, have you what? ever seen? Well, you know, oh, you would have seen. You know, the French Open, yeah. tennis. You know, yeah. what do they call it? The the clay Astro- courts. Astroturf. No, 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 no. The clay courts. The stuff that it's like. Um, it's, uh, it's it's like sandy, gravelly. Oh yeah, clay, yeah, yeah. Right. What is it called? There's a name for it. I can't remember clay. what it's called. A clay. No, but there's, there's there's an actual name like for the substance lawn stuff. tennis. Anyway, it's not. Law- it's I've very specifically said it's not. It's not lawn. It, it's this, a it's clay court is one of the types of tennis court which supported tennis origi- originally. Yeah, this is lawn tennis. Uh, Rubico, something. Yeah, yeah. It's got a name, something like that, right? Yeah. Anyway, whatever that name is, right? That's what the greens are made of. So they're not green. They're black. They're they're browns. Yeah. But then even better, right? You know how a golf course will have a flag at, yeah. over the hole, right? And then you pick up the stick with the flag on it when someone's when putting you're close, in. Yeah. There's no flags. There are. 
rakes sticking out of the holes because you have to rake the green once you've finished. You have to rake the clay in a, in a spiral formation once you've um Like a zen garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly like that. Exactly like that. You have to rake it like a zen garden what? once you finish cutting it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> great. Like that was my favorite part. That was what I used to like going and doing because you could make, like, I would, I would really enjoy um, going around in a perfect spiral or going across in a grid formation, right, like up and down, up and down, to have it as... Um, as neat as possible, and then you'd walk across on the side of your feet to try not to leave footprints when when you're putting the the rake back in the hole. Are you? I mean, sure. Is that not a prime opportunity to draw dicks on the green? Ah, oh, this is I think even before a, a dick drawing era. This is when I was like you know six or seven. This is before <laughs> that really came in came into vogue. Anyway, so what else? It can't, be, it can't be. There can't be many, many other things on the list. The Pioneer Mine. Never heard of that one. No. The Witch's Garden. Oh, the witch's garden, yeah. <laughs> I went to the witch's garden one time and it was so <laughs> boring. Are, we, like, it's the, mum, are you kidding me? It's the largest collection of medicinal plants and herbs in Australia, Riley. Well, it was, yeah, and that for some reason didn't fascinate me when I was 10 years old. Me uh, me and my brother were taken along by mum. Mill probably came along, but she, wasn't, she would have been like, you know, in a pram. Um, anyway, so this woman was showing mum around her garden and there were pictures of the statues of witches. I thought, oh, maybe it'll be cool. Maybe there'll be like, you know, fairies and witches and goblins and stuff there. No, it was just a really boring garden. But the the family that like it's just someone's backyard essentially like it's a, it's a big country property that they've planned all these things in and I mean look I'm sure as an adult there'd be stuff that I would find very interesting but as a kid I was bored out of my mind so I, I went off is. and started playing with the kids that lived in this house and then they're like oh come inside and we were like playing on the Nintendo sixty four and then mum came in and she was like Riley what are you doing come out here and she was like, I'm so so she was so embarrassed because mm. I just gone and like she'd paid for entry into this car and I was just been like see you I'm going Crash to in the house yeah. in the house <laughs> oh man that's so good all right the last couple of things here are the Dartmouth Dam oh, I was going to tell you about the Dartmouth Dam we'll come back to that yep uh, Granite Flat, which is a... This isn't anything. Granite Flat was once a thriving mining town with a large Chinese population. It is mm-hmm. currently being explored for copper and gold. All that remains of it is an old Catholic church and a small cemetery. There's nothing there. Yeah, there's a lot of that in Australia. There's a lot of, oh, there's gold here. Or, oh, there might be gold here. Let's build a town. Nope, no gold. Or the gold ran out. See ya. Bye. Yeah, then, exactly. Again, the, Do you know what you go around, Dennis? S- if, you, if you drive through the, if you drive through the, um, the bush in, in regional Victoria... Often you will see a lot of stone chimneys, nothing else, just big piles of stone, right? Like a big stone tube essentially built out in the middle of a paddock, nothing else there, right? What? Because Why? people would come and build houses out of wood with, obviously you can't build a fireplace out of wood, build the fireplace, the hearth and stuff out of stone. The Over the 100 or 150 years since the gold rush, the house has collapsed and fallen down and rot- rotted, rotted to nothing, there. but the, the stone chimney stayed there. Weird. And the last two mm-hmm. things are just one of the points just says scenic tourism is popular, which is and has, has a little bit of thing. But again, this is just walking again. Mm-hmm. And the last one is Eskdale. So a different town. <laughs> it's a different town. Started with gold, but now is the dairy oh. hub of Mitter Valley. <laughs> yeah, you can go and get some. You can get, get some delicious chalky milk at Eskdale. Yeah, um, yeah. That, I do enjoy that. The last thing on the Mitter list of things to do is go somewhere else. Oh, there's a lot. There's one someplace. Um, like there was someone shared something in our on um, Arnold subreddit. I think it was in Kerry or whatever, and it was like things to do while in Kerry. And the first one was visit Dublin. <laughs> it's yeah. like mm, okay. 
So before we move on from Mitter Chat, Dennis, I've got a I've got a piece of Mitter Mitter trivia for you here. This is the dam. I mentioned before there were two rivers, right? The Snowy Creek and the Mitter Mitter River. Would you like to guess, Dennis, which one of them is colder? Which one I of them have to- do, Which one of them do you not swim in because it is too cold? I, I mean, uh, uh, assuming there's no sort of Greenland Iceland naming convention problem, I would assume Snowy Creek is the colder. Now one. you would you would assume you would assume the snowy one, right? After all, yeah. it's coming down from the mountains. It is called the Snowy Creek because it is mm-hmm. made of snow mm-hmm. melt. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. The Mitter River <clears throat> is absolutely bone chilling. Like well, I think that's more to do with how fast it flows, right? No, it is where it comes from. The Mitter River comes from the Dartmouth Dam, and it comes from the bottom of the dam. It's not okay. a spillage dam. So the water that, that feeds the Mitter River, right, is coming from the the coldest part, the part that is untouched by sunlight right at the bottom of the dam, right? Oh, it just sits in shade, yeah, yeah. It's just freezing, freezing cold because it's all dam water, yeah. But the Dartmouth Dam is where everyone would, would go and fish. Take your little tinny out there and you um, get on the beers and sit in the sit in the tinny and and fish for trout in, in the dam. Look, dude, I'm, I wish, you know, I'm, I'm all for revisiting things you didn't like as a child and hoping, you know, that the fresh eyes of adulthood lead mm. you to like gems and nostalgia you weren't you didn't think you'd have but talking about mid and mid i think i gotta be again on this one this sounds yeah. awful yeah yeah because I've, I've floated the idea like oh we could go and she's like no 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 no. we can we can we can leave that and my brother's kind of opened up to that as well he's like we're not i i don't like it because I, I tried to organize a family holiday when i was there, and, and mum i went with mum and my sister and it was fine. Like, it was nice to go back and a bit of nostalgia, whatever else. And, and this is a nice, quiet but, place. Bust, out, bust into, those, it, in, into that kid's house again. Where's the N64? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a oh, switch dear. yet? <laughs> yeah. No, well, they're, they're still, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have made, they'd, they'd just be picking up the Wii U, I reckon, out that way now. Yeah. Gotcha. <sighs> Riley, what I want to talk about this week is also travel related, but okay. it's less about the destination and more about the journey. Mm. So something happened to a friend of mine this past week <laughs> to do with airport security. And as we mentioned, you and I are both storied travelers. Mm. So I have to imagine there is something airport security related percolating in your brain. But I'll, I'll buy you some runway by telling you about this. No, first. no, I'm good to go because airport airport security is, is all about preparation and efficiency mm-hmm. and knowing the rules of the game. You can get through very easily just with a little bit of prep. Make sure that there aren't going to be any issues. Batman style. You can beat anything with prep time. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So this friend of mine, his wife had asked him to pick up something while he was while he was away. We were both mm-hmm. away together, and because they're redoing their house, specifically they're right, so what did she want? House. What did she? I was going to say, what did she want? A, a, a paint of of Dulux color? Like, like what? <laughs> you Here can't get in Ireland. They were reflooring okay. their house. Oh, bring back some two before planks, please. Here we go. And we were in England at the time, and there was this specific, this is post-Brexit, so there's a specific kind of tape that, so when you pull up a floor, underneath the floor are these things, I think they're called jousts, just sort of the beams that go along the floor, right? Yeah, jousts. Are they they jousts or joists? It might be joists. Joists, I think, yeah. Anyway, go on, yeah. Uh, You put the, and you put the the floorboards on top of them. But like uh, put perpendicular the, to each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can put down this um audio dampening tape basically on the on, on the joists so that it's oh. not wood on wood, right? Yeah. And uh this guy's wife's an architect. Uh so she was like very, very particular and had you know, knew a lot about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like there's a specific grade, a specific kind of decibel grading of tape that you can only get in the UK that won't ship mm. to Ireland. I checked it won't ship to anywhere in mainland Ireland. Please yep. pick some up. Here's the list. Here's the order. Yada, 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 yada. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. 
So he goes to pick the stuff up. Maramind, he has to like dump all of his clothes out and give them to another friend of ours to take home. Is I'll get this because he, he needs every inch of space. In check oh, luggage. He he's not buying one roll of this thing. No, Riley. He is buying forty-five kilos of tape. No, what? No way, dude. I was, what the, no. Oh, my, oh, so like when you said this, I thought it'd be like, oh, okay. So this is going to be an amusing story about how like, yeah, he couldn't fit it all in his suitcase or like he, mm-hmm. he you know, had to put it well, in his pockets true. or that sort of thing. But I thought it was because, you know, he tried to fit four rolls where he only had room for two. How many rolls of tape did this guy, this guy buy? What? I believe it was, it was just over 40 kilos of tape. Yeah, but how many rolls is that? I don't know, dude. I think it was for like the whole house. But is this is this for a like is this a, an entire? Give us an idea of the size of what this guy's buying. Is this an entire suitcase? Like a, a oh, large right. suitcase? It, it was a checked bag, a carry on bag, a backpack, yeah. and a sh- and a loose shopping bag of tape. Yeah, not to mention all the stuff that he 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 um you know, got, in got hidden on, in the inside of his in his pockets, in his coat pockets, like a, like an illegal watch salesman. Yeah, yeah. So so he had to give somebody another friend of ours clothes, everything, right? And he's oh like, goodness. all right, I got it crammed in. Yeah. It's going to be okay. We get to the airport. Yeah. yeah. He was on a different flight to me, so I had to get the second, the story relayed to me secondhand. <laughs> he gets to the airport, checks his bag, all good, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Goes to security, loads his stuff up on the on the extra thing, you know, takes his watch off, takes his belt off, all that stuff. Takes all the Walks rolls of through. tape that he's got in his, in his, you know, stuffed down into his jocks, yeah. Walks through and then realizes, as the guy calls him over, that he hasn't yeah. considered something, which is that when they scanned his bags, yeah, it's not just that he's brought enough tape to restrain everybody on the plane three times oh, over. dude! Oh, no! He's also brought no other clothes. Oh, Nothing man. about his luggage yes. looks like he ever intends to reach the destination of the flight. Oh, man! <laughs> Oh, so, so they're like, we can't let you on the plane. You yeah. could, you have enough to tie everybody up, club some people to death with the rolls, and have tape to spare. Yeah, have a have a tape snack for afternoon tea before you land. So, yeah. so they make him go back out, check all of it. Yeah. Okay, that's so, fair enough. Yes. In like yeah. two other suitcases, right? Yeah. 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 He gets home, he gets the tape, it's the right kind of tape, his wife's happy, they get the, the floor, I'm sure they're floor. Oh, sure imagine could, if you know, it had been sure. the wrong side of tape. Oh, oh imagine my God. Imagine the wrong yeah. type of tape. I'm sure you can't hear a pin drop in there. Yeah. But um, just the idea of, and the, the killer for me, one thing, like I said, one thing is, this guy's back has so much tape in it. Hmm. Another thing is, this guy's back has nothing but tape in it. But the realization that there's no, nothing in this, but these bags that indicate an intent to reach a destination. <laughs> Yeah, not even that a toothbrush. Wildly yeah. suspicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know, I gave all I gave my clothes to my friend. Where's your friend? Oh, on a different flight. Okay. Yeah. 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 This this all checks out for sure. It was oh, buck wild. So yeah. you know, we were, we were all you know relentlessly making fun of him, as yeah, you might imagine. Well, and, and his wife's not. His wife's going to be smiling ear to ear. Forty-five kilograms of tape for her to play with. This is fantastic. She's having a great time. But it's just so funny having to go back because like, one of the other guys texted me and be like, hi, I'd like to check this carrier bag of suspicious tape, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an unhinged thing to do. <laughs> oh, dear. He'd probably be spewing because if he had to put them all in another big suitcase, he probably could have fitted a couple more rolls in there. Yeah. How much did he pay to get all this tape, oh, by the way? Because, like, 
Oh, it was yes. hundreds, but it was I'm sure it was hundreds, but it was way cheaper than it would have cost to, you know, because uh, the, no. the tape was also cheaper and higher grade over there. No, no, no. False, false, false. Where does this go? In Dublin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get in your car. Drive two hours north to Belfast. They don't have it there. That's the UK. What? So they, they, they can. And this is they wouldn't I, ship this, to the island of Ireland. They, it wasn't so, just. That, so, that, dude, if that was on the table, that would have 100% been the solution. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no, there's no checks. There's no checkpoint at the, uh, at the. At no, the everybody goes there to buy fireworks. Everyone goes there to buy fireworks. Yeah. So you come back with tape. They're like, oh, please, absolutely. You got any fireworks? That's oh, we're not, not in Mario. I just, that. but like, I just love the idea of this poor person sitting at the X-ray machine, being nothing, being like nothing in my training prepared me for this yeah. scenario. Frantically flicking through the training manual, being like, what do I do if guy has forty kilos of tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah trying to find the trying to find the chapter that deals with excess tape. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Holy moly! So, well, have I've you ever run afoul? As I say, have you ever run afoul of security for being too too much tape hubris? No, well, do you know what it always was? I'm sure you can relate to this, right? I, I mentioned oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. You, you and I used to travel because of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And often we would take decks with us, right? So Magic, for those of you who don't know, is a, is a trading card game, kind of like Pokemon cards, whatever else. And when yeah, you but- play it, you, you build decks, which you put in little plastic sleeves, the cards to protect them, and then you have them sort of lumped together like you would a deck of cards, except they're a bit bigger than a deck of cards. Um, and... Always. Every Magic player listening to this will know that if you put a deck in a bag and try to put it through the x-ray machine, they will stop you and they will pull you aside and say, what's going on? Open your bag for us, please. Right? The reason for that is because paper pressed together in an an x-ray looks like liquid. Uh, I've been told it looks like explosives. That's what they mean, I think. I've been told that they look at that and it has the same consistency or the same density or the same look on the machine. It's like Semtex? As a, yeah, as like a block of explosives, exactly. So they always have to. Well, I had a really bad. I had a really bad problem. I used to have a deck box that had two decks and a, a little compartment in the middle. The one of those Ultima Guard Towers, right? And mm. a little compartment in the middle that you would use to store dice in. Usually, this episode and brought to you by Ultima Guard, the very best. Uh, you can I get know, for right? you. No, there's lots of other fantastic ones as well. Anyway, we're going. This so I oh you put dice in there, but Nikki had bought me D fours, which are just little pyramids. They were really really nice for my birthday once. That were. <laughs> steel Pre- precision precision dice yeah precision dice and they were metal Riley yes yeah. so now I have two blocks of semtex and a bunch yeah. of shrapnel in between yes. them yeah yeah and it's always so funny watching their face because two one of two things happens right when the security agent takes the deck out there they go ah yeah yeah I remember this game I've still got some cards in my deck yeah yeah that conversation that every magic player's had yeah just go through okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at them. maybe there's some that are worth some whatever and then others that just like have this deeply suspicious, like, what is this? Are you a child? What are you doing? Why is, this, why, why is there a picture of a dinosaur on this card? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder if you had... See, that's one of those things where... Say you had a bunch of magic decks in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a carry-on bag, which mm-hmm. you know many of our friends and colleagues would have had, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. one of the things that once you crack open the suitcase, it's not... It's obvious that you know, it's a card game or some children's thing, right? Yeah, yeah. and you're just a huge... It's, this guy's just a huge nerd coming through. Huge he's on his nerd, way to right? some weird, weird, you know, nerd festival and... Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Cracking open the suitcase answers the que- answers the questions you had that the x-ray asked. That is not the case with the tape. I think it only unravels yet more questions. <laughs> yeah, because it's not self-evident. It's not like, oh, this person's a huge nerd. They're going to a, a festival. They're, so burning like, okay, all a of their, they're burning all their carry-on space on this hobby they're obsessed with. Yeah, Having a bunch of tapes, like what? You're a tape enthusiast. You're a tape collector. Yeah, you so, so, you, you sir. What's all this? I'm, with tape? 
I'm on my way to TapeCon. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's right, the that, I guess that makes, that makes sense. Um, it, it all it was always so helpful though having a an agent who knew what magic was because then they oh just like, freebie yeah, yeah. This shortcut fine, the right? entire conversation it's but like a it's it. like an it's like a fallout when you have to, it's like you have speech forty five so you get to do the little the little slightly different color yes. option it was exactly like yeah. that but you've got to you've just got to learn to speak the language of the the security guard or security agent at the at the X ray right you've got to, you've got to learn what they're looking for and what they're not yep yep, yep. so. When they're like, you know, all electronics bigger than it, whatever. It's like, no, no, no. Ignore the bigger that. Just take every, all of the electronics out, right? Switch, Kobo, phone, anything that has chips and circuits and transistors in it, just take it out and put it in, in the tray. Yep. Like, yeah, empty pockets, shoes off. Just James and we traveled a lot. James don't put give all him a of reason. those things. Don't give them a reason, right? You do everything that you can think of to make sure you're going to get through and then with a bit of luck. You end up on the other side nice and quick. So, go on, James sorry. used to keep keys, wallet, watch, um, mm. uh, Kindle and stuff all in his jacket pockets. Oh, and, and then just take, take, the take his jacket off. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But see, even that for me, no, no, I put all of my electronics out flat visible, right? Because like when I'm traveling, I'll have like, yeah, my switch with me or something. And I don't, I'm just not interested in doing the whole thing where the bag goes into the different area and then they go and they poke it out and they do the bomb test and all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm not... I, I'm I'm I, I'm busy, Matt. I got I got a plane to catch. Quite literally, I, I run into trouble more than the average person, but less than some, um, uh, because you know because I'm an immigrant, so I have a funny looking surname, mm. and my I have an Irish passport, but the birthplace of my Irish passport doesn't say I R E. It says H R V. Um, and, and yeah, people and so, are like what's what's H R V? Where's this? Where's this hidden? Exactly. Where's this hidden country? Narnia? Exactly. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Hvatska? Uh, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I get pulled aside more than the average person. But again, like we talked about with indigenous people, I'm also white, so I get probably pulled aside a lot less than a lot of other immigrant people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got pulled aside once, and um, in the in Dublin airport has security for normal Dublin airport security. And then if you're going to America, you can also cross the American border in Dublin. Um, and that means when you get off of the plane landing in Boston or New York or wherever, it's as if you've landed on a domestic U.S. flight. You just walk out of the airport. It's actually amazing. Well, it is, but I want to say, I mean, at this point, I'm going to really congratulate the TSA because they have done a fantastic job of transplanting the the culture that makes the TSA the institution <laughs> that it is. You'll find that experience. It's it's in Ireland, a place that you authentically can go American. Yeah, you yeah. can go and experience an authentically American cultural uh, cultural experience in in Dublin Airport because they are rude and aggressive and they are not understanding and hostile and suspicious well, very weird just, is, just like they would be in uh, in the US of A. It's hard though. They're all American border and Homeland Security agents who are on assignment in Ireland for like six months at a time. That would suck to be fair. Do you think so? But that, do you think it would suck? I think, it'd be, I think it'd be good fun. I don't think it'd be good if you, if you have a wife and kids or a husband and kids. Uh, I suppose not. Yeah, but I mean, is it sort of a summit you can turn down? Like, if you took, I assume, I assume you took this voluntarily. I think you get. I think you get shipped. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, still not the worst place um, in the world. Anyway, I mean, I there aside. are worse places to live in than than Ireland. I, that's the point true. across the Irish Sea, the United Kingdom. Go on. I got pulled aside at the American part of the security, and they're mm. like, "Oh, can you please go over here for a selected screening? Your bag's not going to get scanned here; it's going to get scanned over there by that young young, young gentleman." I go, "Yeah, go over, no problem." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Passport, please." I handed my passport. 
He looks back at me and he goes, "Selected screening is just such a oh, oh I the, know. P- the PR dude, the people working on the, like the marketing department, the the, the the people who come up with terms like this, just it is exquisite the way that they are completely just." robbing our language of any of its nuance and subtlety anymore selected because screening. this is pro profiling screening oh man go on they'll make it sound like so a yeah, special the, occasion yeah i know right so the lady make looked at my passport who, saw it was different sent me over to this other dude and i go to this guy and he looks at my passport he looks at me and he goes Quote which is croatian oh, for who sent you here great and i'm dude. like oh that yeah. lady over there and he goes mm. and he folds up my passport hands back to me he goes don't worry about it and just yeah. sends me through nobody scanned my bag riley <laughs> the opposite, dude. I skipped oh. both parts of the security check line. <laughs> maybe she knew. Maybe she looked at it and he's, and she's like, oh, he's he's Croatian. He'll appreciate it. He will take care of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, dude. Wow. That's wild. Oh, man. No, I, I look, I haven't had to do the security, the airport security dance all that much uh, recently. Well, less less than that. before. I mean, you're heading back to it now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to gonna go. At time of recording, look. Riley could be, you know tucked away being grilled about why he has all his all this tape and magic cards in his suitcase as yeah, while you listen yeah, to this exactly which i'd be very confused by because i'm, I'm at, at time of recording i have no plans to pack either of those things oh i have one more security thing okay. um end of ours that we both know scott we were packaging a we were traveling once for an event and we were very tired it was very early in the morning so i don't blame scott for the for this and jay and james was carrying a bunch of camera gear you know because we were going to film things at this event for channel fireball and stuff and he hands he, he hands scott a suitcase sends me a suitcase all right these are your second suitcases they're just camera gear mm-hmm. you know so <clears throat> we you know are there in your names so we each get two bags so you have your bag of clothes and the bag of camera gear you have to bring for the company okay cool and we go up to the, to the security and the la- and Scott gets to the desk and the lady goes, um, so sir, this is your bag? And he goes, yep. And she goes, and you've packed this bag, you know, the sound card, you packed this bag yeah. yourself? And he's just mm-hmm. like, yep. And she, do you have any reason to suspect anyone's added anything to the bag since you packed it? No, I do not. Okay. And she goes, do you have any batteries in this bag? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I didn't pack it. <laughs> and she's like, I, she's like, what? I, the conversation tree has just been blown apart. Oh, that option she shouldn't sh- be available on the dial. No, that yeah, should be grayed yeah. out. And she's yeah. just staring at him. And she's like, I have to get my manager to yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, you yeah, now. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was clearly just taking the questions at face value. You know, and the first couple are rehearsed questions you do a thousand times. And the answer to the last one, honestly, it was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 